Friday, November 23rd, 2018. This is Born to Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm your host, Marine Corps veteran Timothy Lawson. Full of pie, full of turkey, full of stuffing. Had a nice, wonderful Thanksgiving here at home in the D.C. area. Hope uh, hope you all got an opportunity to enjoy it as well. Wherever you are, however you decided to celebrate, if you celebrated at all. This is a interesting episode. I know on Wednesday I said that there's going to be another caregiver on Friday. I uh, I forgot about this episode that I had that I did intend on putting out today, and so I'm going to go ahead and do that. If you remember on Wednesday, I mentioned the um, the aspiration of having a podcast network, multiple types of podcasts coming from VA over different types of subjects. One of them was themed for the for NCA, the National Cemetery Administration, the uh, one of the three arms, one of the three administrations of VA, NCA. Um, they have a Veterans Legacy Program, which we've talked about here before on the podcast. We've talked to uh, Bryce Carpenter, Kenneth Halliday. We've talked to them about their... Uh, their goals and their efforts in the Veterans Legacy Program in a way to um, commemorate our veterans to ensure that their memory never fades and that their legacy never dies. So this is going to be the first installment, sort of first unofficial installment of what we hope to be a reoccurring program here uh, in, for, for VA podcast. So Kenneth Holliday joined me again. He told me about Lieutenant Terrence Patrick Halligan. Told me about his story. Uh, this is a great audio component to what they're doing at the Veterans Legacy Program. Uh, so here's Kenneth Holliday teaching us, telling us about Terrence Halligan. I served in Vietnam. I served in World War II. I served in Afghanistan. And VA serves us all. No matter when you served. No matter if you saw combat or not. There are benefits for veterans of every generation. See what VA can do for you. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. That's www.va.gov. With me today, I have Kenneth Holliday from the National Cemetery Administration's Veterans Legacy Program. There are a lot of words there, sir. I, <laughs> and it took me a while to get through it, but we got there. You are going to tell us about a veteran um, that you have uh, studied, that you've learned about. How do you want to? How would you phrase that? So it's a veteran that has uh, been highlighted in the Veterans Legacy Program. This research on this veteran came out of a student at the University of Central Florida last year. So we partnered with the University of Central Florida last year to do research on veterans at Florida National Cemetery uh, during that project. Well, one of the students found First Lieutenant Halligan and created a biography for him. Okay, First Lieutenant Halligan. Correct. Okay, and uh, what, what branch of the military is it? He was in the U.S. Army Air Forces. Okay. During World War II. Very well. Um, and so he's, uh, which cemetery did you say? Florida National Cemetery. Florida National. Yeah. Where is that in Florida? Bushnell, Florida. Okay. What stands out about this, about this veteran? What, uh, what, what, drew, what initially drew your eye to uh, the significance of his story? Well, he's not 
actually interred uh, at Florida National Cemetery. He's memorialized there. He has a memorial marker because he's actually missing in action. He was never found uh, after a mission in World War II. Okay. Um, So what what can you tell us about it? Do we know about, do we know how he entered the military? Yeah, so what starts off really interesting, he was actually a Irish citizen until his teenage years. He was born in Northern Ireland in 1922. Uh, Shortly after he was born, his father emigrated to the United States, leaving him and his mother in Ireland. Uh, They immigrated three years later in 1925, reunited with their father, and moved to New Jersey, just outside of New York City. That's where uh, Halligan grew up. And he, after graduating high school, he worked as a, a dock worker in the city of New York. And once World War II broke out, he joined the U.S. Army Air Forces just a few months after Pearl Harbor happened. So in 19, I think it was March 1942, he joined the U.S. Army Air Forces. Vol- voluntarily, or was he drafted? He, he enlisted. That's, in- that's inter- interesting. I think, do, do we have any evidence on, on why he was inspired to, to join American forces as a... As a oh, so he, he became a naturalized citizen okay. as a teenager. So did his parents. Okay. So after, I think it was a, by 1940, both his parents and him were naturalized U.S. citizens. Okay, very cool. And uh, so what, uh, what do we know about his efforts in World War II? So he became a navigator aboard a B-26 Marauder. Um, He was part of the 12th Air Force 320th Bombardment Group 441st Bomb Squadron. Uh, That that group, the 320th, deployed and operated in the North African campaign and the Italian campaign of World War II from... December 1942 until the end of the war, 1945. Uh, so he operated out of Italy for his entire deployment to World War II. Okay. And uh, you mentioned uh, he is MIA. What Do you know much about the mission that he, uh, he was on when that happened? His first mission was in February, uh, February 21st, 1944. He flew a few more missions in the following weeks. And his, his group was operating in the area of Casino, Italy. They were bombing targets and defensive German lines supporting the Allied push up the, up the peninsula. On March 16th, 1944, that, was, that would be his last mission, they went out to the city of Aquino. They had, the Germans had gun emplacements in Aquino, Italy, which is about seven miles northwest of Casino. Their mission were to destroy those gun emplacements. During the mission, the plane was hit by anti-aircraft flak, damaged the right side of the plane. The decision was made to bail all crew members, and so all of them successfully bailed out of the airplane and descended to the ground safely before the plane crashed. Uh, There's a missing crew report that the co-pilot specifically takes note that everybody reached the ground safely. So it's what happens afterwards is, is kind of the big mystery. So tell us what, what happens afterwards? What makes this, the, where's the mystery in this? So once, once he hits the ground, uh, another crew member, he was the bombardier for the airplane. They landed about 25 yards from each other. And so he saw 
First Lieutenant Halligan land, and he specifically reported that he saw that he appeared okay and on his feet. However, shortly after they landed, the German army captured both of them well, within you know a matter of minutes, probably. Um, and once they were captured, the two were separated, and that was the last time anybody ever saw First Lieutenant Halligan. So where he went, it's, it's hard to tell. So some of the crew members went to prisoner camps, and there are records of their internment that, you know, their names are, there's records of them being held prisoner, but there are no records of First Lieutenant Halligan ever being interred in one of these prisoner camps. Interesting. What, how, how do we, like, what, the, um, it, it was a student that did the, this research, right? Correct. So, where, like, where do they go to learn this? Like, what 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 dots are they connecting to um, to like, or I guess with what uh, what path are they taking to learn these things? What's like what's like the first step? And like, how 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 deep do they have to go to learn all these things? Since since we have a uh, a veteran that uh, that no one saw after he landed, uh, you know, in after ejecting. Well, I think that's one of the interesting things about doing this kind of research is there's different methodologies you can take. We know uh, that this student, you know, relied on census data probably first to learn about his early life, where he lived, where he came from. They have his naturalization papers, so they knew that he was born in Italy. Uh, they have military records, um, you know, his enlistment records, things of that nature. And then we actually have the uh, the missing air crew report uh, that was held, you know, that the War Department had that specifically has the co-pilot and the bombardier trying to piece together what happened to First Lieutenant Halligan. So we actually we have paper on that, and that's what all this this research is based upon. Interesting. So the so the the last record ever taken of First Lieutenant Halligan was uh, reported as landed safely after ejecting. I don't know what do they call it ejecting from bailing out bailing out from bailing out from his aircraft. Uh, they get separated, and that's literally the last time anybody makes any any record of of his existence. Yep, he disappears after that. Wow. Um, what else is there? Anything else about his about his service, about his legacy that uh, uh, that's of note? He's memorialized in, in two spots in our National Cemetery administration. Or he's memorialized at Florida National Cemetery, but he also has his name uh, on the tablets of the missing at the Sicily Rome American Cemetery Memorial uh, in Italy that's operated by the American Battle Monuments Commission. Interesting. Um, is it be- because of his heritage or? No, it's because he went missing in action uh, in combat in Italy. Uh, okay, so he's memorialized there uh, because that's where he landed. Did we uh, issue him any medals or awards um, after uh, after the war or after the after the mission? Yeah, he was awarded the Air Medal Award with three oak leaf clusters, and he was also given a Purple Heart. That's it's really that's really interesting that uh, um, not not only the story right. I feel like this, I feel like there's like a at least a, a movie in there or something like that of uh, of. Uh, service member that just go i mean i'm i'm sure this story is probably un- unfortunately um you know i'm sure there's multiple versions of this story uh that apply to to other service members across other wars of um bailing out landing in enemy territory and never to be uh seen or heard from again um you know when when you when you learn about veterans like this what uh, um 
what 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 are the, some of the things that strike you as is interesting? Where where do you where do you find as a veteran yourself? Where where what parts do you um, enjoy learning about? Personally, the, my favorite part about it is doing the research. When you when you walk through a national cemetery, you know you pick out any one of those grave markers, and it's going to have a name on it. But it doesn't necessarily you don't know the story. But then being able to dig and find these stories and piece them together and then tell them that's my favorite part of any of this. So when this student chose First Lieutenant Halligan, the student didn't know much, if anything, about this person. And it wasn't until they started piecing it together that they find an amazing story that, you know, they were able to trace his adventure all the way down to landing safely after bailing out of a plane. Yeah. I think that that kind of content, you know, that you can pull is amazing. Yeah, that's an, that's an incredible story. It's incredible that it's, that story can be told. Uh, with with as little information as there is uh, after that point, uh, Ken, I thank you for for sharing this with us, and and I hope to uh, learn about another veteran the next time we we highlight the Veteran Legacy Program. Absolutely, looking forward to it. My grandfather served in World War II. Spending time with him were the best memories of my life. I became a physician at VA because of my grandfather, so I can help others like him. I can't imagine working with better doctors or a more dedicated staff. I'm fulfilling my life's mission with the help of my team and thanks to these veterans. I'm proud to be a doctor at VA and proud to honor my grandfather every day. Search VA Careers to find out more. So if you enjoyed that program, if you enjoyed that form of storytelling, learning about these veterans that uh, maybe we wouldn't otherwise hear from or hear about, I should say, but we wouldn't otherwise hear about. The Veterans Legacy Program uh, ha- publishes a lot of blogs at blogs.va.gov. Just click on Veterans Legacy Program uh, in the category list. We also have information available to you at cem.va.gov legacy. That's C-E-M, Shortford Cemetery, cem.va.gov slash legacy. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Veterans Legacy Program, you can visit that URL. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. You can follow the National Cemetery Administration on Twitter at VA Nat Cemeteries. Okay? VA Nat Cemeteries. Uh, that's their that's our handle on Twitter. You can follow them there. Uh, we will hope to not only do this again, but to actually establish its own feed uh, so that way we can produce content uh, over there on a reoccurring basis. Uh, hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will see you next week with another three episodes coming from Born the Battle and VA's official podcast. I'm Timothy Lawson, signing off. Yeah.